0: Hey guys, it's Deb. And I'm Pete. And I'm Jess. Welcome back to another episode of Garthology. This is season two, episode 25. And in this episode, we'll be talking about three of our very favorite Garth Brooks heartbreak songs. Each of us have picked two of our favorite Garth Brooks heartbreak songs. In this episode, we'll each discuss our first pick. And in our next episode, we'll each discuss our second pick. So, what is a heartbreak song? To me, it describes the end of an intimate relationship, which can be associated with emotions of sadness, frustration, anger, bitterness, and sometimes maybe even acceptance or regret. Sometimes, listening to a heartbreak song can help someone who's going through a heartbreak. For many people, it helps us to experience the emotions through song because we have a sense of shared feelings, which helps us through the trauma. It's cathartic and helps us release those emotions by knowing others have experienced the same thing. Now let's get through these emotions together by going over to Jess for song number one.
2: All right, I have song number one, and my first pick was I Don't Have to Wonder. I could just imagine
0: what was going on in there. Light streaming through the stained glass, of
2: those flowers in your hair, and in less time than it takes a tear to fall, those bells rang loud as thunder as they opened up the doors. Now I don't have to wonder anymore. I Don't Have to Wonder was written by Sean Camp and Taylor Dunn and was on the Sevens album which was released in 1997 and this song was not a single. I'm a sucker for sad angst-filled songs and stories anyway so this song's right up my alley but it breaks my heart because the story's told so well and I can just see it all unfold so tragically in my mind's eye. It's got the slow drawn-out piano portion and the kind of mournful fiddle at the beginning and throughout, but it sets the tone so well for the song. And from the opening line, drove to the church in my suit and tie, but I just couldn't bring myself to go inside. I'm dying because you feel the heartbreak in that right away. Because is he at a funeral? Is he too broken to feel at home in church? And then you find out what's really going on. A woman that he obviously loves is marrying someone else inside that church. He's picturing what's going on inside, her with flowers up in her hair. And then the song says... Those bells rang loud as thunder, and they opened up the doors, and now I don't have to wonder anymore. It's revealed that the man in the song had previously been engaged to or married to the woman in question, and as he drives out to what the lyrics refer to as a lonesome river bridge, and throws her ring into the water and then watches it sink into the depths below. Then as if that wasn't sad enough, the song ends with the tragically haunting lines well, the angels sang like thunder as I felt myself go under and now I don't have to wonder anymore. The way the music swells and the background vocals almost cry out as this is revealed is enough to have me in tears alone, but paired with that story that he loved her so much that he couldn't stand to live a life where she'd moved on without him. Ugh, this song just breaks me. I've always loved it, but I feel like even though I love it, it's kind of a lesser known song. So I'm not certain how familiar other people are with it. So I'm curious, how familiar were you with this one, Pete?
1: So first of all, this is probably top three favorite off the Sevens album for me. From the very first time that I heard this song, although I didn't know what the story was, I knew that there was a story to it. And I remember that like now going back and doing some research on it. It's a song that is for sure always has been and always will be on the playlist. But what a story told by lyrics. And it it doesn't leave you hanging on and wondering uh, once you get the idea of, you know, this man and this woman is in church marrying another guy. But like when he mentions things like sunlight streaming through the stained glass, wondering if a woman will ever go through the marriage. He knows like now he doesn't have to wonder. Everything that you said, Jess, is just it's a very, very strong, sad story told in a very short time. I mean, this song, like, I'm glad the song does not continue to go on because it just it builds up and then just crushes you at the end. But I just wish it would never end. It's, so, it's like that good of a song. I'm really happy that we got to do this one. And Deb, what are your thoughts on it?
0: So I love Garth's voice in this song. I think his voice sounds so good in it. The song itself, though, it almost physically hurts to listen to it because it's absolutely tragic. I mean, this man is the definition of heartbroken. He gets dressed up thinking that he's going to go to the church to watch his ex-girlfriend or ex-wife or ex-whatever get married. Come on, man. That's a terrible idea. Like, don't do that. So that's bad enough. And then it crushes him so much to see her marry someone else that he first throws the engagement ring into the river and then he throws himself off the bridge and goes under. And if it's at all possible, the video to this song is even sadder. Yeah. Yeah. So we will get into the video more when we cover this song for the sevens album review, but it's haunting literally. (laughs) Like if you haven't seen it, the video is available on Amazon music and I say, go off and watch it. But Oh, like, take tissue with you this song breaks my heart
1: the video is almost too much for me to watch while listening to the song you know when you know the song and then you watch the video it's like man that's a lot like the song itself is a lot but to
2: put the words to action oh oh, man
0: yeah yeah it's tough it's a tough one
2: i feel like that was like a good way to open heartbreak songs because i mean talk about a heartbreaker yeah yes all right, let's go to Pete with song number two and see what his first choice was.
1: Yeah, my first heartbreaker is What She's Doing Now. It makes me
2: wonder what she's doing now. Because what she's doing now is tearing me apart. Filling up my mind and envying my I wonder if she knows what she's doing now.
1: What She's Doing Now was written by Garth Brooks and Pat Alger, and it was released in December of 1991. The song gives me goosebumps from the first piano note. The first line, last time I saw her, it was turning colder. Sets the story for the entire song, in my opinion. He mentions in the lyrics that this time of the year, she moved to Boulder. It just paints a picture of Colorado in my mind. Fall time, snow on the mountains. It sets the perfect setting for just a great heartbreak song. When he sings the lyrics, she's, uh, what she's doing now is tearing me apart, filling up my mind and empty in my heart. I can hear her call each time the cold wind blows. But could you imagine having a memory of a heartbreak, an ex-girlfriend or ex-wife, like if it was something so simple, you know, where, where the wind blows, the leaves, you know, kind of make a little noise, they rattle together, like on a branch, like how that would remind you of that every single time that it happened. Like, man, you can picture that this song has happened once or twice, hopefully not more than that. And anybody, any one given's life, you know, going through a rough breakup, it just tells a good story. And, And that's why this one always grabs my attention. And Deb, what are your thoughts on it?
0: Well, I think this is such a relatable theme that I'm certain everyone at one time or another thinks about someone they were with in the past and wonders, what are they doing now? And then wonders, do they ever think of me? I think that's just basic human behavior to think about the what ifs and the maybes. And I think that's one of the reasons why this song is so good and why we can all relate to it. I think. That when Garth said, when he and Pat were working on this song, and Pat said, I wonder if she knows what she's doing now to me, and the hair on the back of Garth's neck stood up, I bet that that happened because Garth knew everyone would get that feeling, because it's universally felt. We all have experienced that at one time or another. And so I think that's one of the really truthful things about a heartbreak song is we all feel those emotions. Everybody gets heartbroken in one way or another throughout their life. Nobody skates through life with no feelings. So I think it's anything that can be universally felt is something that we can all get behind as a song because it helps us to experience those emotions. And besides that, I think the music is beautiful. I think the lyrics have a great hook in the chorus, And it just all makes for a really great Heartbreak song. Yeah. So what did you think, Jess?
2: I agree. And I think listening to these together, I think that this song could have prefaced the one before. It could have come before, I don't have to wonder. Or if he hadn't thrown himself off the bridge, it could have come after I don't have to <laughs> but it could have been part of the same story if you if you listen to you know him thinking about this woman and wondering if she realizes that what she's doing is killing him, you know it's the same theme, and definitely could be the same people. I had some similar notes to what you guys touched on uh those opening lines, Pete, I had specifically quoted that too, and just noted that it's so evocative, and it does it just drops you right into a mood right away when you're listening to the song Um, and then deb like you said i think everyone has had that time when you think of someone you know that for whatever reason isn't part of your life anymore and then it's only human nature to wonder if they think of you too and this song captures that emotion and that struggle so well i had also made note of the fact that this is one that i hear and i think that it's classic garth it throws me right back to the 90s and just the not just the vocal style but the music it's all very representative of Garth's life and career at that time I think like I can hear it and just pinpoint when it was without even thinking about the album so much as just the sound and knowing what time it was when that came out it's a sad song but it's one that I'll replay every time I hear it just one more time so I'm just gonna skip it back one more time it's just one of those for me and
1: Deb, when you said relatable, like that's the best word that you could describe it by relatable, because at some point, like you said, somebody, everybody has to go through it at some point. Well, that is going to wrap it up for my first heartbreak song. Deb, let's hear what you got for us.
0: My first heartbreak song is Ask Me How I Know.
2: If you me, not to go, ask me how I
1: Never find feeling things you never felt, spending all your time trying to figure out how she got this hold on you.
0: Ask Me How I Know was written by Mitch Roselle. We at Garthology love Mitch, so we're really glad to be covering one of Mitch's songs, and we'll give more details down the road when we cover Garth's Gunslinger album, which is the album that Ask Me How I Know came from. From the heartbreak viewpoint. This song comes from a place of regret. I imagine it as this older man telling this younger guy, hey, don't do what I did. You'll regret it. And I'm living the life that you don't want to live. So don't be me. I love this idea of a big, strong man breaking down and admitting his regret, just putting it all out there, trying to get this young guy to understand that it isn't worth saving your pride to lose the love of your life. And this kind of ties in with the two songs previous too. I mean, they almost go in a row telling a perfect story, because now this guy is living that regret. So that's funny. We didn't even think about that when we put this all together. Mm -mm. (laughs) Uh, As far as the music in this song, I love how it's slow. But then it's not just a slow ballad. It's a really great mixture of slow, and then it builds, and it gets kind of rocking, like you end up kind of nodding your head on each beat. You know, it's that kind of rocking, like serious rock music. But then it slows down again, and I love that. I think it's a great mix of the two sounds, and that really appeals to me. Jess, what do you think? Do you rock out a little bit on this heartbreaker?
2: I do, a little bit, yeah. And I like I like the music change in it as well. I love that you picked a newer song, that this is one that came, you know, like you said, from the Gunslinger album, so it came from a little bit later. I adore the way the chorus picks up on this one, just how it totally switches gears from the opening verse. And the line, you'll push her away because that's all you know how to do. Then she'll leave and you won't beg her not to go. Ask me how I know. That's gut-wrenching. Like, it really is. And I actually wondered, like... I could picture Garth, even though it's talking about a woman, like I could picture him like imparting wisdom to his girls or like, cause like you said, like it just it coming from an older person to a younger person being like, don't do this in your life. Don't make this mistake that I've made before. But to, to see someone that you care about messing up something precious when you know that that's not what they really want, that's a hard position to be in. And so listening to it, that's what I was seeing was this person watching someone younger than them that they care about, like struggling and being like, like you said, don't don't be like I was. Don't do what I did. I love the whispered kind of spoken line. Say I'm just another fool and this is just another song. I love how it gets soft there. That was such a good moment. And also the single plucked guitar note at 249 where it ends the verse and sets off the chorus. It's just like this perfect pause before the crescendo. And where you were saying like the music just rocks out then. And I, I loved that. Uh, But this song is a definite thumbs up for me. I loved this one. And it was one of my favorites, actually, on Gunslinger. What do you think, Pete?
1: For sure. Top three off Gunslinger for me. Ask Me How I Know is absolute fire, in my opinion. I've become a huge fan of Mitch's um, since we were lucky enough to see him open for Garth years back. And, you know, he's a a new artist. So to be able to do this one uh, was really cool because I'm a big fan. This song is the definition of heartbreak. But it's a heartbreak, like you guys mentioned, it's brought on by that by that one person, not letting the one that you have, you know, always look for and then just watch them leave. Like, again, stop being so damn stubborn, you know, and if you take some of that stubbornness away and or allow that stubbornness to get in the way, it's it could cause more heartbreak, you know, in the story of the song. I love the country in this one. Like, it's really well done. The music does. Yeah, I'm thinking about it like now. Yeah, I could see how you kind of bob along to it. But I guess I just listened to the lyrics so much on this one. I don't really pay attention to a whole heck of a lot of the the, the instruments in it, I guess. But that line where it gets quiet, Jess, where you mentioned, like, mm. it'll melt anybody. Like, that's just a perfect spot to to do something like that. Yeah you know Garth talked to not too long ago about an area where you could have a break in music where there doesn't have to be any words or you could do something different it doesn't always have to be in your face and i kind of like look at it's not necessarily a break but it's different it's a different you know volume or or setting to the song and i thought it just worked perfect i love this one
2: yeah there was a, i don't remember what episode or even what song it was that we were talking about but i know the information was pulled from the anthology book and about whatever song it was about. But I remember the discussion of Garth being like, you know, picking your moments and taking things like that and putting it where he was like, I would put it everywhere and I would put it at the beginning and end it, you know, and that it's like your producer or your, you know, somebody who's going to stand back and be like, okay, but, but pick your moments, you know, put it where it needs to go. And I'm interested in like the arranging of the original song, you know, if that was like Mitchell's decision, if it was an arrangement choice on this or whatever, but like, That was such a good moment. I would be interested to hear, you know, whose moment that was, actually. Right.
0: Yeah, good point. All right. That wraps up our discussion of our first three Garth Brooks heartbreak songs. What are some of your favorite sad songs from Garth? Be sure and let us know on any of our social media accounts. Now over to Pete for shout outs. Shout outs.
1: This week's shout out goes to Trent Barber. So funny, you mentioned you look for a podcast about Garth. As you know from episode one, that's kind of how we got this thing started. If there was an award for most Garthology episodes listened to in a quick amount of time, you, my friend, would have won. We appreciate the support so much. And I also love the story of when you were nine and Pops got called into work and you got to go see Garth for the first time. That was pretty cool. We love it and we appreciate the support, buddy.
0: Thank you so much, Trent. Thanks, Trent. Thanks, Trent. Be sure and check out our website for links to articles we've discussed on past episodes, as well as other bonus material. And remember to hit subscribe on our podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Do you listen to Garthology on Apple Podcasts? If so, stop by there right now and give us a rating and write up a quick review to let us know how we're doing and to encourage others to listen. Help other friends in low places become Garthologists too.
1: Yeah. And speaking of friends in low places, if you guys know friends that are on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you can find us on our social media platforms. If they like to use Facebook, we're at facebook.com backslash GarthologyCast. And if they like to use Instagram or Twitter, you can find us on both of those socials at GarthologyCast. We appreciate the likes, the shares, the tweets, the retweets, and or just the messages of interaction. We appreciate the support, guys. We hope to see you guys there.
2: Be sure to join us for our next episode of Garthology, where we'll be wrapping up this look at our favorite Garth Brooks heartbreak songs in part two of this discussion. That will be season two, episode 26, and will be available on your podcast platform of choice on October
0: 7th. Until then. This has been season two, episode 25 of Garthology. And I'm Deb. I'm Pete. And I'm Jess. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: Bye, guys. Finish it! Finish it! It's Carth Carth <laughs> Carthetic? Carth <Catholic. laughs> Go ahead and Thank
1: put it. Thank you. That in the I'm like, dictionary. it's gone. Put it in the dictionary. Yeah.
0: It no, it's gone again. It's cathartic. Thank you. Cathartic. I don't you're know why I'm saying it. Lethargic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not going to be able to.
1: <laughs> what she's doing. Sorry. <laughs>
2: I'm just like, ah. nope. not
1: just me. <laughs> hold on one second.
0: Somebody. <laughs> fu- Did you forget up. one? Nope. <laughs> what?
1: Okay. Hold on. Uh-uh. No, no. Okay. Hold on. I got this right here. What song did we just do?